The Eleventh Book of Orlando Furioso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Orlando Furioso by Ludovico Ariosto. Translated by Sir John Harrington. Book Eleven. The Argument. Angelica doth hide herself away by virtue of the ring Rogero lent her. Rogero sees a giant bear away his spouse half dead and greatly doth lament her. Orlando at the Isle of Woe doth stay, where many women meet but hard adventure. Here he the monster killed, Olympia freed, to marry whom Oberto soon agreed. The gallant courser in his full career is made by man to stop with slender rein, but man himself, his lust and fond desire, is seldom drawn by reason to refrain. Tis hard to stop but harder to retire when youthful course ensueth pleasure vain, as bears do break the hives and weak defences when smell of honey cometh to their senses. No marvel if Rogero could not hold but that he would now take a little sport that naked did Angelica behold within a grove alone from all resort. His love to Bradamant now waxeth cold, or at the least is tempered in such sort he means therewith at this time to dispense, and not to let this go a maiden hence, whose beauty was so rare as well it might have made Xenocrates an epicure. No marvel, then, if this same gentle knight could not so great temptation well endure, but while he hastened to his hope delight, of which he thought him in possession sure, there fell a strange and unexpected thing by means Angelica did know the ring. This was the ring that she had with her brought to France the very first time she was there, what time, by aid thereof, so well she wrought, she holp her brother to the enchanted spear. By virtue of this ring she set at naught those magic arts that men so greatly fear. With this Orlando, county Paladine, she did release from wicked dragontine. By help of this, invisible, she went out of the tower where Atlant had her set. For this same ring Brunello false was sent by Agramant, who longed the same to get. To tell that story is not my intent, for fear it might my other matter let. But certain tis, that when this ring was lost, in fortune's waves she had been ever tossed. Now, when she saw this ring was on her hand, she was so struck with marvel and with joy that scarce she could discern and understand if she were wake or if she dreamed some toy. But to make trial how the case doth stand, and know if she this treasure doth enjoy, into her mouth the ring she doth convey, and straight invisible she goeth away. Rogero, that each minute thought an hour, his armor off and ready for the play, expecting now the damsel in a bower where he had pointed her for him to stay, found all too late that, by the ring's strange power, she had unseen conveyed herself away. He lent it her to save her eyes from blindness, and for reward she quits him with unkindness. With which her act displeased and ill-appaid, he cursed himself and chafed in his mind, Oh, cruel and unthankful wench, he said, is this the love that I deserve to find? Dost thou reward him thus that brought thee aid? To thy preserver art thou so unkind? Take ring and shield and flying horse and me, this only, bar me not thy face to see. 
this said he goeth about where she had been still groping as the weather had been dark embracing of the air his arms between instead of her then heedful he doth hark to find her by the sound that was not seen and whence the same doth come he well doth mark but on went she until it was her lot to come into a silly shepherd's cot and though this same were far from any town yet there she quickly did herself provide of meat and drink and of a simple gown sufficient for the time her bear to hide not suiting for a lady of renown that had been ever clad in pomp and pride had gowns of crimson purple and carnation of every colour and of every fashion but yet no kind of weed so base or ill is her of her princely beauty to bereave they that so much extol fair amaryllis or gality do but themselves deceive cease titterus to praise thy golden phyllis peace melaby this passes by your leave ye soldiers all that serve in cupid's garrison may not presume with this to make comparison now here the damsel fair a palfrey hired with other things most needful for her way and means to her own home to have retired from whence she had been absent many a day the while rogero now with travel tired lamenting he had lost so fair a prey doth seek his horse who had not long been idle but in his master's absence break his bridle which when he found the reins and pieces torn the horse soared far away with mighty wing how could such haps with patientness be borne of one great loss to find another spring he sitteth in a dump like one forlorn for loss of her his horse and of his ring whose virtue great did make him much repented but yet much more her virtue that had sent it and in this rage he puts his armor on and on his shoulder carrieth his shield pursuing that first path he lights upon he found it brought him to a goodly field on side whereof when he a while had gone it seemed the wood adjoined some sound did yield and still the near and nearer that he goes the plainer sound he heard of sturdy blows a combat twixt a giant and a knight he sees hard by most furiously begun the giant with a club doth think by might the battle of the t'other to have won the t'other with his sword and nimble fight his furious blows with watchful eye doth shun rogero seeing this great inequality yet standeth still and shows no partiality but in his mind he wished the knight to win when lo the giant with new fury fed to lay on load with both hands doth begin and with one blow he lays him down for dead and straight in cruel sort he steppeth in for to disarm him and cut off his head but when the giant had the face disarmed rogero knew the party he had harmed he saw it was his bradamant most dear whom this same giant would have made to die wherefore with courage stout he steppeth near the giant to new combat to defy who either hears him not or would not hear or meaneth not a conflict new to try but took her up and on his shoulders laid her and so in haste away from thence conveyed her so have i seen a wolf to bear away a lamb from shepherd's fold so have i seen an eagle on a silly dove to prey and soar aloft the sky and earth between rogero hies him after as he may until he came unto a goodly green but thother every step so much outstepped him that in his view rogero scantly kept him but now a while if him i speak no more and to orlando i return again 
who having lost the sight of holland shore did hasten to a buddha with much pain i did declare not many books before how he kemosko's engine strange did gain and to the bottom of the sea did throw it that none might find it out again or know it and though his meaning and intent was so yet vain it was as after was perceived for why that serpent vile our ancient foe that eva first in paradise deceived not much above two hundred years ago as we from our forefathers have received from out the sea by necromancy brought it and then in almany afresh they wrought it they wrought it both in iron and in brass the cunning and the art increasing still as oft by proof we find it comes to pass the worse the work the greater grows the skill and to each kind a name assigned there was according to the first inventor's will to tell the names of all were but a trouble some demi-cannons some are called a double the culverings to shoot a bullet far the falcon sacker minion and the sling not armed men but walled towns to mar such devilish force is in this hellish thing ye soldiers brave and valiant men of war now cease to field your manly darts to bring and get a hargebush upon your shoulder or else in vain you sue to be a soldier how didst thou find o filthy foul invention a harbour safe in any human heart thou makest a coward get the soldier's pension and soldiers brave thou robst of due desert whole millions have been slain as stories mention since first devised was this wicked art france italy and england chief may rue it since first they used this art and first they knew it the english bowmen may go burn their bows and break their shafts and cut in two the string that weapon now may keep the corn from crows that did the french at agincourt so sting but to that wight i wish a world of woes that did to light device so devilish bring let him be given into the hands of satan to be tormented a with cor and dathan now good orlando though he greatly strived with speed to get him to the isle of woe yet first the irish king was there arrived by chance or else that god would have it so because it might the better be contrived on wrongful whites his judgments just to show but when ebuda once in sight appeared orlando all the company straight cheered and putting off his arms of colour sable he bids the master out to launch his boat and in the same an anchor strong and cable with which he means unto this isle to float not doubting if luck serve he will be able to put the anchor in the monster's throat and thus alone the noble knight doth venter into the isle ibuda then to enter now was the time when as aurora fair began to show the world her golden head and look abroad to take the cool fresh air tithono lying still in jealous bed when as orlando hither did repair with two blind guides cupid and fortune led when lo unto the shore his shipboat turning he seemed to hear a noise as one were mourning at which strange sound casting his eye aside he might discern a goodly damsel naked with arms abroad unto the rocks fast tied that what with cold and what with terror shaked eftsoons the hideous monster he espied whose sight might well have made stout hearts have quaked orlando's mind therewith is not amated nor his high courage any whit abated he gets between the monster and his prey 
that prey that he so hotly doth pursue, and, for before he was resolved what way he would attempt the monster to subdue, upon his shoulder doth the anchor lay, and when he came within his ugly view, even maugre all his malice, might and rancor, into his open jaws he bears the anchor. As they that dig in mine of coal or stone, the same in sundry places under prop, lest it should fall when least they think thereon, and so their breath or else their passage stop, so is this anchor fastened in the bone, both in the bottom of his mouth and top, that though he would, again he could not close it, nor wider open it for to unloose it. Now, having gauged his hideous chap so sure that out and in he can with safety go, he enters with his sword the place obscure, and there bestoweth many a thrust and blow, and as that city cannot be secure that hath within her walls received her foe, no safer could this orc be now from danger that in his entrails hath received a stranger. But griped now with pangs of inward pain, Sometime he plungeth up unto the sky, Sometime he diveth to the deep again, And makes the troubled sands to mount on high. Orlando feels the sea come in amain, That forced him at last his swimming dry. He swims to shore with body strong and able, And bears upon his neck the anchor's cable. And as a savage bull that unaware about his horns hath now a cord fast bound doth strive in vain to break the hunter's snare and skips and leaps and flings and runneth round so though orlando with his strength so rare essayed to draw him nearer to the ground yet doth he fetch an hundred frisks and more ere he could draw him up upon the shore his wounded bowels shed such store of blood they call that sea the red sea to this hour sometime he breathed with a sudden flood and made the clearest weather seem to lower the hideous noise filled every cave and wood so that god proteus doubting his own power fled straight for thence himself in corners hiding not daring longer here to make abiding and all the gods that dwell in surging waves with this same tumult grew in such a fear they hid themselves in rocks and hollow caves lest that orlando should have found them there Neptune, with triple mace, by flight him saves, his chariot drawn with dolphins doth him bear. Nor yet behind Glaucus or Triton tarried, for fear in these new broils to have miscarried. Those islanders that all this while attended, and saw the monster drawn to land and tain, with superstition moved much, condemned this godly work, for wicked and profane, as though that Proteus would be new offended, that had before and now might work their bane. They doubt he would, thus fools their good haps consters, send to their land his flock of ugly monsters. And therefore, Proteus' anger to appease, they mean to drown Orlando if they can, whose deed they deem his godhead did displease. And even as fire doth creep from brand to brand until the pile of wood it wholly sees, so doth this fury grow from man to man, that they concluded all upon the matter to throw Orlando bound into the water. One takes a sling, another takes a bow, this with a sword is armed, he with a spear, and some afore and some behind him go, some near approach, some stand aloof for fear. He museth much what his ungrateful foe should mean, for benefits such mind to bear, and inwardly he was displeased and sorry to find such wrong where he deserved glory. 
as little curs that bark at greatest bear yet cannot cause him once his way to shun no more doth he these cur-like creatures fear than like a sort of madmen on him run and for they saw he did no armor wear they thought the feat would have been easily done they knew not that his skin from head to foot was such to strike on it it was no boot but when that he his duradena drew he laid therewith about him in such sort that straight their faintness and his force they knew they found to fight with him it was no sport thrice ten of them at blows but ten he slew their fellows fled that saw them cut so short which foes thus foiled orlando now intended to unloose the lady whom he had defended but now this while behold the irish band arrived near unto their chiefest city who had no sooner set their foot on land but that forthwith they put apart all pity and slew all sorts that came into their hand the fierce the faint the foolish and the witty thus were it just doom or were it cruel rage they spared of neither sex nor neither age thus the isle of woe is made a woeful isle and for the people's sake they plague the place orlando sets the lady free the while that there was bound in that unseemly case to have been given unto the monster vile and viewing well he called to mind her face and that it should olympia be he guessed but twas olympia that had thus been dressed distressed olympia thus unkindly served whom love and fortune made a double scorn for first of him of whom she best deserved she was forsaken quite and left forlorn and next by pirates taken and reserved of monster vile to be in pieces torn and in this case the good orlando found her and then with great compassion he unbound her and thus he said now tell what strange annoy or evil hap hath hurt thy happy reign whom late i left in solace and in joy why do i find in danger and in pain how is the bliss that thou didst then enjoy so changed and turned to misery again and she in woeful manner thus replied when shame her cheeks with crimson first had died i know not if my chance or else my choice if fortune or my folly be in blame shall i lament or shall i now rejoice that live in woe and should have died in shame and as she spake the tears did stop her voice but when again unto herself she came she told him all the woeful story weeping how false by reno had betrayed her sleeping and how from that same isle where he betrayed her a crew of cursed pirates did her take and to this wicked island had conveyed her for that same foul and ugly monster's sake where now it was orlando's hap to aid her she walked naked when these words she spake look how diana painted is in tables among the rest of ovid's pleasant fables of whose sharp doom the poet there doth tell how she with horns actaeon did invest because he saw her naked at the well so stands olympia fair with face and breast and sides and thighs to be discerned well and legs and feet but yet she hides the rest and as they two were talking thus together oberto king of irish isle came thither 
who being moved at the strange report that one alone the monster should assail and gag him with an anchor in such sort to make his strength and life and all to fail then draw him to the shore a ship to port is towed with ropes without or oars or sail this made him go to find orlando out the while his soldiers spoil it all about now when the king this worthy knight did see though all with blood and water foul disdained yet straight he guessed it should orlando be for in his youth in france he had remained and knew the lords and knights of best degree in charles's court a page of honour trained their old acquaintance caused at this new meeting they had a loving and a friendly greeting and then orlando told the irish king how and by whom olympia was abused by one whom out of danger great to bring she had no pain nor death itself refused how he himself was witness of the thing while they thus talked oberto her perused whose sorrows past renewed with present fears did fill her lovely eyes with watery tears such colour had her face as when the sun doth shine on watery cloud in pleasant spring and even as when the summer is begun the nightingales in boughs do sit and sing so that blind god whose force can no man shun sits in her eyes and thence his darts doth fling and bathes his wings in her clear crystal streams and sunneth them in her rare beauty's beams in these he heats his golden-headed dart in those he cooleth it and tempered so he levels thence at good oberto's heart and to the head he draweth it in his bow thus is he wounded deep and feels no smart his armour cannot fend so fierce a blow for while on her fair eyes and limbs he gaped the arrow came that could not be escaped and sure olympia's beauties were so rare as might well move a man the same to note her hair her eyes her cheeks most amorous are her nose her mouth her shoulders and her throat as for her other parts that then were bare which she was wont to cover with her coat were made in such a mould as might have moved the chaste hippolytus her to have loved a man would think them framed by phidias arts their colour and proportion good was such and unto them her shamefastness imparts a greater grace to that before was much i cease to praise those other secret parts as not so fit to talk of as to touch in general all was as white as milk as smooth as ivory and as soft as silk had she in valley of idea been when pastor paris hap did so befall to be a judge three goddesses between she should have got and they forgone the ball had she but once of them been naked seen for helena he had not cared at all nor broke the bonds of sacred hospitality that bred his country wars and great mortality had she but then been in crotana town when zeuxis for the goddess juno's sake to paint a picture of most rare renown did many of the fairest damsels make to stand before him bare from foot to crown a pattern of their perfect parts to take no doubt he would have all the rest refused and her alone instead of all have chosen i doubtless deem by reno never viewed her naked corpse for certain if he had he could not so all human sense exclude to leave her thus alone in state so bad 
but briefly all this matter to conclude it seemed oberto would have been full glad in this her woe her misery and need to comfort her by either word or deed and straight he promised that he would attend her and set her in her country if he may and moger all her enemies defend her and take revenge on him did her betray and that he might both men and money lend her he would to pawn his realm of ireland lay nor till she were restored ask no repayment and straight he sought about to get her raiment they need not travel far to find a gown for why immediately they found good store by sending to the next adjoining town the which his men of war had spoiled before where many a worthy lady of renown that had been naked tied unto the shore and many a tender virgin and unsoiled were of their raiment and their lives despoiled and yet for all they were so richly gowned oberto could not clothe her as he would no not in florence though it doth abound with rich embroideries of pearl and gold could any piece of precious stuff be found of worth to serve to keep her from the cold whose shape was so exact in every part even hard to match by nature or by art orlando with this love was well content as one that hither came with other end for sith he missed angelica he meant his journey back to france again to bend with them by ship to ireland first he went as in his way and with the king his friend not hearing had his love been here or no for all were dead that could have told him so at both their suits he scant stayed there one day his passing love such passions in him bred but ere he went he doth oberto pray to do for her as much as he had said and parting so from thence he took his way even as his fortune and his fancy led but good oberto need not be desired to do as much or more than he required for few days passed but that with her he went to holland where he raised such commotion that straight by reno taken was and shent receiving on three trees a just promotion and all those countries did forthwith consent to swear them faith and be at their devotion thus of a countess she is made a prince and lives in joy and solace ever since orlando bends his course to british shore whence he not long before to ship did mount where he had left his famous brilliador a goodly courser and of good account no doubt of valiant acts he did good store though what they were i cannot here recount for such a mind he carried still unto them he cared not to tell them but to do them but in what fashion he did pass the rest of that unfortunate and fatal year i say by me it cannot be expressed because thereof no record doth appear but when the spring did ground with green invest and sun in gemini made weather clear then did he acts both worthy of reciting and to be kept in everlasting writing from hills to dales from woods to pastures wide from waters fresh unto the salt sea shore to seek his love he up and down doth ride the less he finds he seeketh still the more at last he heard a voice for help that cried he draws his sword and spurs his brilliador but to refresh the reader now tis reason and stay my story to a better season. End of book eleven.